Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month per 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month per 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Welcome to Bleedies, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me. We are here. Uh, the main event, the season finale, series finale. We're not sure. We'll figure it out. Uh, thank you guys so much for downloading, tuning in, and listening in. Uh, fun fact, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, the first portion of this episode was not recorded. Now, I know that sounds silly, but it's true. However, what I've done is I've captured as much as I could, and I just want to fill in the blanks because where I, where I uh, was able to get it from, we're talking about Adnan Verk. Adnan Verk was let go from the WWE. Uh, we, we, I started the entire thing with Adnan Verk because, yeah, it's they, they brought this guy in, and it was very unclear why Adnan Verk was brought into immediately after WrestleMania when you'd assume, hey, the Raw after WrestleMania, we got all these new eyes on us from WrestleMania. And this is what they're going to see first. So we jump right in. Adnan Verk, thank you so much for downloading and being a listener of Ladies. I appreciate it and enjoy the show. Have this guy start the show and have this guy be the number one announcer. He's going to be the face of three-hour Monday Night Raw. Like, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why that was the decision. It makes no, it makes no sense as a wrestling fan to have that guy be the, 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 the main guy, the guy who's driving the car. And I know they put Corey with him and Byron with him, and those are two guys who can also drive the car. We see Corey do a little bit more play-by-play uh, play when he's with Adnan. We've seen Byron do play-by-play. Play. Uh, he, he's done it for main event. He's done it for NXT. We've seen him. Where they plug him in where they need to, um, and he can do play-by-play play just fine. Even though he, he was a wrestler, okay? He was big league Byron Saxton. None of us will forget. All of us remember, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, it was exciting – 
for a while to see this fucking guy be handed the keys. Like Mike Adamley on ECW. Like, who is giving this guy the keys? And uh, unfortunately, Adnan, it's time to ride off into that glorious sunset. Hopefully this means we get Tommy Phillips back, baby. Because uh, I've been missing Tom Phillips. And watching 205 Live, it seems like Tom and Nigel McGuinness are having the best fucking time ever. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get uh, Tom Phillips back on our Monday nights. And then Maddie Spice has a great question in the chat. Is Adnan Verk better than Matt Stryker? That is tough. I have to be honest. This is the truth. Everyone listen. Gino, listen. All my Impact fans, listen. Adnan Verk was better than Matt Stryker. I would rather listen to Adnan stumble his way through a two-hour Impact than Matt Stryker condescendingly tell me, everyone around the globe is talking about El, El Phantasmo coming here to Impact Wrestling. And you have to think, El Phantasmo saw Finn Juice in the New Japan locker room, and that must drive some of these talents from New Japan to come to Impact to prove they are the best in their sport. Like, he just, he is the worst. Matt Stryker is absolutely the worst. I don't miss Josh Matthews, but I miss Mike Tanay every single day. I miss Don West. Bring them back. Uh, I think that there's so many other talkers in wrestling that you could have plugged in to that impact desk. Like D'Lo, I give D'Lo a pass because he's the color commentator. And, you know, he, he was a wrestler. You know, I Matt Stryker was a wrestler too, but his play-by-play is so douchey. And he's so condescending when he talks to me. I would rather have Adnan try and tell me how we're going to need a bigger boat, the train's on the tracks. I'd rather have those funny moments than Matt Stryker telling me, you know, it's like Manchester City and Manchester United. And because they are in the same city, you would think there's some cohesiveness. But you would be wrong. Like, I don't need that. I don't need you to talk to me like I'm an idiot. Make references to sports that you know none of us are watching. This is wrestling, damn it. Keep it about wrestling, my friend. So, Adnan, thank you. Uh, we talked about this on Discord. The Velveteen Dream, ladies and gentlemen. The Velveteen Dream is innocent. That little audio that we heard of, what school do you go to? He was asking a young wrestler which wrestling school he went to. He was trying to help out this young man's career. And the young the young man leaked the audio like, I'm going to make this guy look like a fucking, like a pederast. And he releases the audio like a dick. I was in shock. We now know Velveteen is innocent. I am convinced fully that he's innocent. I don't know why he had to be silent this entire time. Um, I also love that he kind of explained, like, you know, my character is, like, androgynous and might be gay, but Patrick Clark is not gay. Patrick Clark loves chicks, bro. Like, he was playing a character, and we all knew that, but for some reason he was so good at playing the character, we assumed he had to be gay. <laughs> Even on Twitter, he was, in his, he was in character most of the time. So we were like, no, this is the real guy. And I just watched the Tough Enough season with Patrick Clark, and you see how he is, and he is a bit of an introvert. So this character that he was portraying was not Patrick Clark. So we want to assume Velveteen Dream, this sexual guy who lays on couches with chicks feeding him grapes, this guy's all about sex, bro. And unfortunately, that's it's not all, television isn't always reality. The Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, uh, I don't think he was messaging kids to try and get pictures and shit. Uh, I think that the, the way that even the kids got together to kind of, this was like finding Neverland all over again. These kids got together to tell their story, to paint the Velveteen dream in, 
in this this negative light. They got together and planned this shit out. So Velveteen, I'm sorry. We're all sorry for assuming you were guilty immediately. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. But that's how Twitter works. That's how the internet works. Allegations come out. You must be... Hey, if, if all of us on Twitter are saying that you're guilty, you're probably guilty. And if you're ever proven innocent, we don't care. You're not allowed on NXT. We're not sure why you're getting a title shot against Adam Cole. Velveteen is, is a huge missed opportunity. It's unfortunate that it ended the way it did. I was constantly waiting for, you know, I've been watching NXT for a few months now, and I've been waiting for him to come back and, like, have a program, get in some sort of an angle. Whether, you know, Pete Dunne's been looking for an opponent, where's Velveteen Dream? Uh, cool Kyle's back, who's he going to feud with? Where's Velveteen Dream? Karrion Cross, he's Velveteen Dream. Like, what is happening here? Why? Why? Like, what happened here? And Triple H liked Velveteen Dream, Absolutely. And it just seemed like they the allegations were too strong. They couldn't refute it enough, or they, WWE didn't want to post the story when he was with the company. Who knows? I'm unsure why, but I'm going to miss the Velveteen Dream. His match with Matt Riddle at whatever takeover that was was one of the best matches ever. I'm saying it. Great takeover match. It's like the epitome of what takeover is supposed to be. It's just wrestlers having kick-ass matches. Uh, Two-hour show, five matches. Awesome. Loved it. So Velveteen will be missed. Uh, good luck in your future endeavors. However, I don't know if it's going to involve wrestling. I know that he. I think he talked about getting into training, but he did release a very lengthy statement. It's in the Discord for those who haven't read it yet. And he just talks about talking to these kids over Snapchat or over Twitter uh, about wrestling, about their wrestling schools and what they want to do, and he's trying to help them out. And somewhere along the line, it, it got misconstrued, and he was framed. He was wronged. And I know he was wrong. And I think that the, when you're talking to Velveteen Dream on Twitter and he's, like, not being Velveteen Dream, you're just assuming at one point he's going to become sexual and he's going to attack you. You know how it's going to be. But, Velveteen, you will be missed, my friend. NXT took place tonight. Capital Wrestling Center. An amazing show. Carrying across for Finn Balor 2, as it was dubbed. Um, and then JT says, maybe it was the cockpit they got. You can get cockpicks from anywhere. No way to prove it's Velveteen. It's a lot of black dicks on the internet. Just go to Pornhub or X videos. They're all over. Literally everywhere. Uh, so Velveteen, or Velveteen, uh, tonight NXT took place uh, from the Capitol Wrestling Center. It was awesome. Okay, great show. Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart. Great way to open the show. Great tag team. Uh, I really, really uh, enjoyed this opening match. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez hot chicks all around you guys all right hot chicks everywhere and great tag team match we're not really showing the divide between dakota kai and raquel dakota kai takes the pinfall tonight so you can kind of you know where were you you let me get pinned uh i know that this is a slow burn for this breakup we're gonna wait a few months maybe uh august SummerSlam or whatever we're gonna finally get that breakup but we're not getting it in, we're not getting it yet so they lose. Really good match. Really enjoyed it. Raquel Gonzalez is super hot, by the way. Tall chick. Beautiful body. She wasn't wearing wrist tape, though. All right? She wasn't wearing wrist tape. And I knew. I was like, she's not taking this seriously. She normally comes out with a bunch of wrist tape on. I don't see any wrist tape tonight. Something's something's up. This match wasn't supposed to be on tonight. This match was supposed to be later. So we'll see what happens there with, uh, with their little rivalry. Good match, though. Good way to open the show. Uh, 
I didn't take, you know, I, I watched this with, with my son and with all the other shit happening. I was doing, I was sending some emails for work. Loving this. Loving this show. So I didn't catch all of it. I saw Ciampa and Thatcher talking about something. And then I got to see uh, the Grizzled Young Vets talking about something. So Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. I guess they're staying a tag team. When you have two really good singles guys, why are you... Why, like, I don't know. You have two really good singles guys, but they're really keeping them in this tag team. And then we want they want us to really buy that they're a tag team when we're constantly waiting for Thatcher to turn on Champa or Champa to turn on to turn on Thatcher. Um, so uh, Vleeties, what do you what do you even do at your job that takes so much time? I don't know what you mean, Maddie Spice. I, I do my job. I get emails throughout the day trying to send some quotes out, trying to make some sales. I'm a salesman. So as a salesperson, you you work when the business is coming in. So, um, and a lot of my team is in California, so they're all two hours behind me. And it's odd, like uh, these past couple nights, everyone's been working late. I don't know what's happening. So we just been working late. And uh, tonight was one of those nights where I'm sitting there on my computer trying to get some shit out, and just working. I don't go to a place to work. I get to work from home, and I'm I'm always like this is my office. So I work from home. So. Uh, that's that's what happens, my friend. But yeah, just staying busy with that, trying to make that work out. I would like to become a firefighter. That's the ultimate goal. If I'm a firefighter and I work ten days a month, dude, podcast all day, streams all day, bro. That'll be awesome. So uh, we also had Pete Dunn and Bobby Fish tonight. Pete Dunn, the bruiserweight, great singles wrestler. He's been wanting a title shot for some reason. He comes out and talks about it, and never gets one. Uh, Bobby Fish, bro. Bobby Fish is back, one half of uh, Red Dragon, one half of the Undisputed Arrow tag team portion with uh, Cool Kyle. Uh, Pizza and Kit Kyle are Bobby Fish's ass in this, dude. <laughs> uh, you work from home and have a shit computer. I have a laptop that I work from home from. I don't need a fancy, I don't need a gaming laptop to work from home, Maddie Spice. Um, so Pete Dunn uh, whipped his ass. Pretty good match. Uh, I was really busy during this one, so I didn't really see all of it. But. I just, I, every time I looked over, it looked like Pete Dunn was beating the shit out of Bobby Fish. And they were really trying to sell me that Bobby Fish hasn't been in the ring for, for several uh, several months. So his cardio would be fucked up. In my head, I'm thinking, no, his cardio is probably better. He's probably been only doing cardio. He wasn't able to train his elbow. He's just doing cardio for five months getting ready. Then his elbow is healthy. Now he's training that for a few months. His cardio should be top tier. You know, it's not like just being in the ring. Every, being in the ring once uh, once a week on Wednesdays doesn't mean your cardio is going to be outstanding. So, uh, Pete Dunn, easy win. Him and Lorcan beat up Bobby Fish after the match. Now, as I said, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish told Kyle, I got to do this on my own. So, Kyle O'Reilly doesn't come out to make the save. So, I have a feeling we have Kyle O'Reilly's next feud, his next opponent which unfortunately is Bobby Fish. We're going to have more infighting with the Undisputed Era, which I'm sure they'll have some fun matches, but isn't it? It's, you know, it's, we just had the Adam Cole-Kyle matches, and now it's like, okay, what's next? Let's move on. Undisputed Era is done. Now here comes Bobby Fish back, and now it's like, oh, we're going to do it again. One more time, relive that. Hopefully we don't, but I'm just, I, that's what I'm assuming, that since Cool Kyle doesn't want to come out and help his old friend, he lets his friend get his ass kicked. I think that's a little weird. I think there is reason for these guys to uh, to have a fight now, to have a match. So we'll see what happens going forward with Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, former tag team champions. Um, 
I think that would be fun to see. Hit Row Records, they're in the studio, bros. They're keeping their eye on the main event because Isaiah Swerve Scott wants Finn Balor or he wants Karrion Cross. Uh, B-Fab, by the way, looking super hot every time I see her. I'm like, good God. Uh, Top Dalla and Ashanti, the Adonis, the big guy and the other black guy from uh, <laughs> from Hit Row. I like Ashanti. I, I do. I liked him on 205 Live. I've seen him wrestle for a few weeks. So I'm excited that he's actually getting a bit of an opportunity here. But him and Top Dalla, they're sending out warnings for these tag team championships. Now, what I like about all of this is it seems like the NXT championship is fucking coveted right now, all right? You got Kyle O'Reilly saying he wants it. You got Pete Dunne wanting it. Now you have Isaiah wanting it. All of these guys are going for this title. Any one of them could be next. It's like the opposite of Raw, where Raw, it's like Drew McIntyre's number one contender. They're they're shoving Kofi out here. Maybe Kofi can get a match, but no, you know, it was going to be Drew no matter what. So, and I haven't finished Raw. I'm pretty sure Drew beat Kofi, but uh, it, it's there's not this big rush for the gold. And now with the tag team titles, I mean, you have Breezango, you have Imperium, you have Grizzled Young Vets, Champa Thatcher, MSK, or MSK is the champs, Legato, like all these guys are going after these tag titles. It feels like there's so many guys on the brand. Even if they're not on the show tonight, you know that they're still you're, they're still around. They're still lingering. They're still wanting these tag team championships. It's a great way to keep all of your talent relevant. Like where when you watch Raw, I don't know where the Viking Raiders have been. They haven't been on main event. They haven't been on Raw, so I assume they're just not there. But if you have them referenced several times, even though they're not there, I still know that they're a tag team and they're in the hunt for the tag team championships. Because even though AJ and Amos are the tag titles, like it just or are the tag champs, there needs to be this constant who wants these belts? Because I, I'm pretty sure nobody wants the belts now. Like it just doesn't feel like any it seems like one team at a time. And WWE has been guilty of this, at least the main roster has. Women's title number one contender and the champion those are like the only ones on tv same with tag teams if, if you're not in the hunt for the title you're gone nxt does a really good job at keeping everyone relevant we're having a tag team feud between grizzled young veterans and champa and thatcher even though it might not be i mean they have good matches and i like i like the rivalry but that never happens on raw where it's just two teams who want to fight each other you know you look at uh you look at SmackDown, and you have Usos fighting uh, the Street Profits on Friday. And that's booked ahead of time. Those guys, you know, there's no tag team title around. The champions are already involved in their own storyline. But this keeps the other tag teams relevant. And you could keep mentioning Gable and Otis and let just let them know, you know, these guys are around. What's wrong with 30-second promos just reminding the audience that, hey, we still work here too? And I think that's missing from the main roster, where NXT, they'll let Hit Row Records talk for 60 seconds. That's all they need. They don't need a lot of time. Just have them get over. Have them stay on the show. Have them be on this broadcast. Ciampa and Thatcher, same thing. They cut a promo early in the night. They talked for a few seconds. Later on in the night, the GYV, the Grizzled Young Bets, they do it too. It just makes sense. It's an easy way to get it done. Mercedes Martinez, she lost to Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, recently, I think it was last week, and she had a one-on-one match tonight against Zeta Ramir. And I like Zeta Ramir. Zeta Ramir is the uh, she is the new 
female wrestler who did a shooting star press last week, and it fucking blew my mind. Oh, my gosh, it was outstanding. Uh, Sonic Gino just did a super chat. Something I realized, uh, Jessamine Duke was released, and today we we did not get a Diamond Mine promo video. Good call. Yeah, Jessamine Duke, obviously MMA background. Uh, we kind of assumed, hey, this Diamond Mine MMA thing, at least I assumed, like her, Marina Shafir, Arturo Rua, Ruas, all of these guys who have MMA backgrounds, why not create some sort of an MMA stable? But now that she's gone, maybe they're dropping the thing entirely. At least that's what it seems like. Um, so, yeah, Jessamine Duke is gone. Drake uh, Drake Younger is gone. Uh, which, uh, you know, that was, that was a long time coming, I think. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, though, gets kind of an easy win over Ramirez. It, was, it felt like it was a quick match, but um, after the match, uh, I think Tian Shaw like put a mark. It was like a weird mark on uh, Mercedes' hand, like she like like the Kraken's gonna come after her, like Pirates of the Caribbean, like she's been tagged. That's who we're after now. So they need to go and get uh, Mercedes Martinez, whatever that means. Um, awesome, awesome segment of the night. Cameron Grimes. I know that he's not the most popular guy. Cameron Grimes, Trevor Lee from Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, South Carolinian. He, he makes all this money through uh, the stock market over the over the over the year, whether it was Dogecoin or, or Bitcoin or GameStop. He's balling out. He's got his money now, and now he's having a, a million dollar face off with the million dollar man Ted DiBiase, and. This was a part of the show I stopped everything I was doing to watch because I love Cameron Grimes, Million Dollar Man, and I fucking forgot that L.A. Knight was on this show, okay? Like, literally, I, I forgot that he was on this show. It doesn't seem like they've been using him, like, at all, like, ever. Um, so this was... Uh, the Almighty. The Almighty. Oh, my gosh, I hit a button. Oh, my God, I hit another button. The almighty error is now on Peacock. What button was that? Big things for Xfinity Flex. Oh my gosh, that was terrible, guys. That was scary. I hit a button that I don't know how to undo what I did. So we are fucked. But and you can't skip this commercial. WWE's paying to show me this Peacock commercial. Prove to me honor. Don't is they real. know that I have Peacock? Mana is real. Thank you, Kev Be Cool. I Whoa, appreciate it. The buzz, feel the oh, the Elixir Bomb from Kev Be Cool. And then. Uh, Ayako said, have we apologized to China yet? China. That means I'm sorry in Mandarin. I don't know what button I hit to show all this shit. I put the, the things over here. Do I minimize that? Don't know what I did, people. Let's take a look at this. This is great. The way I see it is this. Teddy's right. I'm not a millionaire yet. I am living comfortable. So this was weird. Like, LA Knight just walks out into the ring, like, during this bit. And I'm even thinking, like, why is LA Knight here? What is his function? Me honor is He's real. getting booed. Thank you, Gino. Uh, LA Knight's getting booed during this whole thing. So I'm like, okay, so he's a heel. Ted DiBiase is getting cheered like a motherfucker. Like, people are so excited to see this guy. So I'm like, okay. Like, I'm, you know, I'm constantly trying to figure out where they're going, who's the baddie, who's the goodie in this scenario. So they don't really do, like, the job. They don't really tell me. You know, I don't really, you know, I, I still think that L.A. Knight is uh, is a heel, even though, spoiler alert, at the end of the segment, 
He leaves with our hero, Never Ted DiBiase. Before. You can search high, low, everywhere in between, and the answer is always the same. Whose game is it? L.A. Knight. And it seems like since TakeOver Stand and Deliver, this guy's not been on TV. I have not seen this guy. Gino just says that he sent a longer and better version. Does that? Do we need a longer version, Gino? Do we need a longer version? I think we got the best version here. Well, you know, Mr. Knight, I'm well aware of who you are. And I know, I know that you've traveled the world in a very short time. You've had a great deal of success. We need a touch here. I've had so much success that I would go so far as to say that you even have a shot at probably becoming a megastar here on NXT. Because you do have a million dollar body. More importantly, you got a million dollar mindset. Wait a second, okay, hold Wait on. Wait a second, what? now here's the hero. Cameron Grimes gets cheered. I think this is making Cameron Grimes a baby face. I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if that was the intention here, but he, I mean, he gets. Sit here and talk about his million dollar body. We get it, the guy's got Kavorka. He's got veins in his shoulders, his arms, and his legs. TWFSAC got a Slurpee. Dude, where did you get a Slurpee, Kev? That is some good news, my friend. Cameron Grimes, and this was a million dollar face-off. And a million dollar face-off. See, look, everyone's cheering. People are going apeshit for Cameron Grimes. What's between Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes? So, LA Knight, I'm going to tell you right now. Whoa, Kevin Bicoy, and you got some trash bags? I like this. I like this new Kevin. Got trash bags and a Slurpee. He's punk. And look, they're even chanting, to the moon, to the moon. So is this a face turn where they just kind of jam it in there? And since we're in the performance or we're in the Capitol Wrestling Center, we're able to kind of have the crowd react whatever way we want. Like, it is, I don't get it. Like, we, we just, we face turn Cam uh, Cameron Grimes, even though he's clearly been a heel for the past couple months, years. He's never been a baby face. You get out of this ring or I'm going to kick your ass to the moon dude dude hey dudes so ted as i was trying oh bros by the way i did not like that move that he did i know that that was like ec3's move when he was in wwe like a lot of people like to do that weird looking move not a big fan of that uh i thought la knight did the gravy train that move is not good that he just did now but look, DiBiase's like, you know, after Grimes gets his ass kicked, DiBiase's like a heel. He's like a bad guy. Kid, you're just never going to get it, are you? <laughs> Whoa. So he heel turned. I guess that's what it, I guess that's what I missed. I When I was watching this, I just kind of thought like, whoa, that's odd. Like Ted DiBiase showed up a, a baby face and left an asshole. Like that was weird because Cameron Grimes last week was a huge piece of shit. And now suddenly he's our favorite wrestler in the world. So, I mean, I guess, hey, as is wrestling, as they say. But I don't know. I love I loved this bit. I like the usage of Ted DiBiase. If Sting could walk Darby to the ring every night, I'm pumped to watch DiBiase walk L.A. Knight to the ring. It'll give L.A. Knight something to do because I don't think I've seen him since Stand and Deliver. I don't know if he got COVID and he was just taking some time off because people are still getting COVID, by the way. I had a... I had uh, somebody that I work with was telling me, yeah, I've been out since, you know, whatever. I had COVID. I was like, damn, dude, like now? 
Late stage COVID? I'm knocking on wood again. I don't Prove to me COVID. honor is real. Prove to me. Mana is real. A hydrate from Tyler Spida out of my WrestleMania 32 souvenir cup. Oh my gosh, that is good shit. That's just water, but it's delicious water, you know? You can never go wrong with that water. So I love this segment, love this bit. Cameron Grimes is one of those wrestlers, like... Maybe it's maybe it is it just it, it wears you down. They grind me down. It took me a while to come around. I hated Trevor Lee. He was one of the things when he was like X Division champion. I just thought, good thing I don't watch that shit show anymore. And now I'm like, dude, Cameron Grimes rules. Like he's one of my favorites. He's one of the reasons to watch NXT every week. I want to meet Triple H. Prove to me, honor Triple H is walking around backstage going, Cameron Grimes. Thank you, Tyler Spida, with a mana bomb. Goodness gracious. Fucking dropping it on me, my friend. So I like this segment. And then, oh my gosh, Indy Hartwell. Uh, Indy Hartwell, Australian. She's tall. She's tan. Uh, she was wearing white pants tonight. Dudes. She looks great in these white pants. I'm a big fan of these white pants. So she's looking for Dexter. She's looking for Dexter Loomis, right? Dexter Loomis is obviously Sam Shaw. Creeper. He's always, like, staring her down. Uh, always was in love with her, but... Last week, Dexter was giving her a massage on her temples, and her she had cucumbers on her eyes. Do you remember when we super kicked you right Thank in the face? Thank you so much, Keezy. I appreciate it. But Andy was talking shit about Dexter, and she didn't realize Dexter was right there. So Dexter was drawing pictures, right? And he was very depressed. It was so silly. There's like pictures of like him, like with like his like he rips his own heart out and drops it in a trash can, like really over the top silly dramatic pictures and Indy f sees all these pictures that Dexter drew so Index is not together yet okay we're still holding off but she's in love with Dexter she needs to let him know how she feels this is the Dawson's Creek shit that I love about wrestling and I'm so glad that we're getting it thank god so they'll get back together now we've been hyping this one up Gino I felt like we were like we were let down a little bit uh, by something that's been hyped up for weeks Frankie Monet, a.k.a. Taya Valkyrie, a.k.a. Mrs. John Morrison, a.k.a. La Huera Loca, a.k.a. Taya Valkyrie from Lucha Underground. Um, she makes her big debut tonight, right? And or what do they call it? The premiere. It's the premiere of Frankie Monet. I did not like this premiere. I don't know what was up with her wardrobe. It just this was an odd ring attire for her to to wear to the ring tonight i i don't know i really it's got a i don't i don't want a fat shame all right i'm not saying she looked fat i'm just saying that little the circle that was cut out in the gut area here it was just was weird it was a weird outfit like she needs to come out like diana parazzo stuff diana parazzo has the perfect outfit and i the way she was dressed tonight and the way she was screaming after almost everything i just was not a fan of this debut i was like uh-oh I, I think we missed a little bit here, and I have a feeling, I don't know, I don't want to be wrong or right, but for all I know, hey, she can succeed and do some great things here in WWE. I wish she would, I'm going to say it, I wish she would have stayed in Impact, because I don't think, after seeing her tonight in, an, in a WWE ring, even though it's NXT, I don't see her going beyond NXT, and I don't know if that's mean or not, but I was rooting for the other girl <laughs> in the match. I was rooting for Cora Jade. I don't know why we didn't hype up her her premiere. 
but I don't know. It just La Huera Loca didn't look good. She loves to yell that, by the way. I'm La Huera Loca. Like, she keeps yelling that. It's like, okay, we got it. Like, it really felt like she she overdid it. Overdid the premiere. I don't know. I, less is more in this scenario. I think it didn't work for me. Um, wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, let's see. And then uh, we had Bronson Reed come out and cut a fucking snoozer. I, I was shocked by this. Like, Bron- the whole show, they kept showing Bronson Reed on interviews. And they kept showing clips of last week when he won the belt. This was the Bronson Reed tribute show in a lot of ways. So then when he came out to the ring, I was like, oh, he's, he's cutting a promo too, huh? Like, they were going all in on Bronson Reed. And Bronson Reed... You know, he gets in the ring and they everyone's chanting, you deserve it. Like, they're really into this guy. And then Legado del Fantasmo comes out. And, okay, Legado del Fantasmo, kind of not interesting. No offense to these guys, but it's just stats. Everyone turns the channel when Legado del Fantasmo hits the ring. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying they're not good wrestlers. I'm just saying they're ratings killers, all right? That's all they are is ratings killers. You notice they've been pushed so heavily recently, and the ratings are dipping for NXT, all right? We need to bring back Adam Cole and Cool Kyle. What are we doing? So, uh, and then MSK showed up to even the odds because obviously uh, Legato is going to attack Bronson Reed. I don't. I guess that's our next feud is, is Santos Escobar and Bronson Reed. That seems like a fair fight. 400-pound guy versus 120-pound guy. Uh, so we'll see that coming up in the coming weeks. MSK, at least they got to be on the show for a little bit. Uh, they're they're feuding with Legado del Fantasma, so obviously we need to get them involved. Uh, and then title match, baby. I didn't get to watch all of it because they're overrun, so I'm gonna have to finish this later. But it does look like <laughs> it does look like Karrion Cross won that fucking match, my friends. And then him and his hot girlfriend were standing there looking hot together. Not just her looking hot, both of them sexy as fuck so i had to check out that match that saito suplex looks gnarly i don't know why <laughs> for some reason i go why do they let him do that looks way too dangerous gonna break a neck that's how benoit broke sabu's neck isn't it something to that effect could be so last week i watched impact wrestling on like saturday or something it was a great show we had all the fallout from uh under siege sammy callahan uh you know he got screwed uh, so we're going to hear from him this week on Impact. I can't wait to see Proof that. To honor is real. Gino! He just gave some money. I can't see what it says on the screen there. It says Impact! So uh, he's just screaming Impact at the top of his lungs. I wonder what's, I wonder what's got his geese goose in at this point. But uh, absolutely, I thought this was, uh, this, this was a fun episode of Impact. The ending was outstanding, right? Finn Juice defending the titles against Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, okay? And... I'm assuming Finn Juice is just going to win. Uh, there was also the possibility that Ace Austin and Fulton take the belts because Finn Juice are going back to Japan. So we can keep the, the, the titles on the show while they're gone. That was at least the idea. That was what I thought was going to happen a little bit. Uh, most of me was just like, Finn Juice is going to win. Why would they lose the belts? It seems like they're here to stay. Um, but Rhino had. Rhino, everyone knows Rhino from ECW. He was Tajiri's tag team partner in WWE. He was also Heath Slater's partner in WWE. Uh, he was also, what, Raven's partner? He's, not, he's always somebody's partner, okay? So 
Uh, I really, really enjoyed this episode of Impact. I thought it was a good follow-up to Under Siege. Moose is really ready for Kenny Omega. I feel like Moose is going to lose so hard. But before we get too far, Rhino has this trophy he's been walking around with called the Call Your Shot Trophy. I don't know when or how he won it, but he was allowed to cash that in for any title shot that he wanted. And Rhino decided at the end of Impact that him and Joe Doring from uh, the, the big guys, from, from Violent by Design, they decided they were going to cash in that Call Your Shot Trophy and become the tag team champions. Great ending of the show. Eric Young is so creepy. Diener's creepy. Gino sent a video, an eight-minute video, uh, about what's going on with Impact Wrestling. The hell is a Call Your Shot Trophy! Oh, yeah, and Matt Stryker did a great job even explaining. I don't even think Finn Juice knows what the Call Your Shot Trophy is. And uh, now here we go. Finn Juice is playing on it. I know. I've heard of it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Retaliation, uh, eight minutes. Briefcase. Didn't know there was a trophy. We just put our heart and soul on the line to defend the tag team championships, and then we lose something like that. Violent by Design is an awesome name, but it's also VBD. I like it. VBD. It sounds like an STD. That was what we wanted to do. That is what we wanted to do. We wanted to be the champions. We wanted to Remember when everyone told me how great Juice Robinson was? Listen to this guy's voice. Walk in to every match against people who deserved it. <laughs> and we wanted to What do you think Rhino doesn't deserve it? You piece of shit, who are you? And win and continue and continue and continue. Okay, perfect. Let's jump forward a little bit. Uh, Jordan Grace had a one-on-one match with Rachel Ellering. Rachel Ellering got the win. Jordan left in a bad mood, which why wouldn't she be? You know, I know that you were wondering why I wanted this match. Which this, that, that whole setup was annoying, by the way. Because uh, Rachel was like, you know, wait, we just got to get back on that horse. Jordan's like, I'll go talk to Scott and get us a match. Implying they would have a tag match against somebody. But Jordan, like an idiot, I want a one-on-one match which is the same thing she did with Jazz. And I just was like, what is this? Why? Why would you want a one-on-one match? Why are we not building to that later on? Like, I don't, I don't know. That felt kind of odd and out of place to me. Like, hey, you know what we should do real quick is have Jordan lose another match to her own tag team partner. And it was just something that I had to work through mentally. Unless she's turning heel uh, on Thursday. I just wanted to have a good competitive match with someone without any kind of interferences, anyone cheating, anyone doing any kind of backhanded tactics. I just needed that to test my wrestling ability, and I think I did that. I got it, okay? And you lost. It's all good. Jordan, I still believe in us. Two other humans we're not terribly attached to, but there are only four of us, and there's five of them, and we are really looking for a winner to accompany us into battle. Interested. I hate Rosemary. So I fast-forwarded it, everybody. Rosemary is having a 10-woman tag match on Impact this week, and she's now propositioning Rachel to join this team. And you hear the way she talks, and I'm supposed to like her. Well, I, I think we would love to help. We only need one. <laughs> I, I'd be happy. I'd be okay, happy thank you. Let's move on. Okay. Be careful what you wish for. Sam Beal is going to fight Eddie Edwards. I look forward to it. Get that chest ready. I'll see you. <laughs> what is this? They, what do they make like another show? What is this? This is what you wanted, Rohit. This is what you wanted. This is what you've been asking for, huh? Will they you have like a mini like show after Impact. I just took out your boy Shira, but I was looking at you. I was thinking about you. 
You said that I, I shed my skin, but I'm still the same loser I've always been. No, no, no. You were right about one thing. We got I it. All right. So Jake Something's going to fight Rohit soon. They got a hot rivalry as well. Oh, my goodness. It's a, it's the hottest rivalry I've ever seen. Yeah. So Jordan Grace, by the way, she had match of the night at Under Siege. I got to be honest. Her and Rachel versus Tasha and uh, Kiara Hogan was a really good uh, tag team match. I really enjoyed it. So I got to give her credit because another, another one of these wrestlers that I hated. And now I'm like, can't wait to watch this Jordan Grace match. Like, I'm turning into a Jordan Grace fan. A lot of these wrestlers who I don't – I started watching Impact, like, snickering at. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, now I'm like, Jordan Grace rules. Uh, Rohit Raju, another one of those guys. I remember when I first saw the Desi Hit Squad, I thought, these guys suck. But Rohit rules. I love Rohit. Um, and Impact is, uh, is, is looking good. Obviously uh, – I'm watching it still. I mean, even though there will be no Valides covering it extensively, how are we not watching uh, Impact Wrestling? It's been really good lately. Uh, it's been can't miss. I got to be honest. I really, I know that, you know, I'm not talking to diehard hashtag true wrestling fans who want to watch all the wrestling, but I thought this was great. I also watched, I didn't, I, I guess I could have, um, I watched the dark side of the ring about Nick Gage, which I didn't know half that story. I remember seeing a lot of his, his old his old death matches I thought those were awesome um, and by awesome I mean you know awesome for what they were I have trouble watching some death matches because it is like power bomb through this this and this oh he kicks out at two like I don't, I don't know maybe death matches need to have a different maybe every death match should be a last man standing or something just because that these these guys are kicking out after some of the most insane shit I've ever seen and then they win with like a DDT and it's like oh you should have did that earlier. You wouldn't have had to go through all this trouble. So I don't deathmatch wrestling has always been kind of interesting to me. And uh, I didn't realize he was in prison for like seven years. Like I remember he went away for a while. I know he got arrested, but I thought it was like, you know, you get arrested and go to jail for like a night. I thought it was like that. I didn't know he like went to prison, but uh, his career has been super interesting. That David Arquette thing, by the way, I don't know. I'm on David Arquette's side on that. You know, the GCW probably benefited tremendously from having David Arquette on their show. And the fact that they put him with Nick Gage and Nick Gage, you know, he goes all in with his death. Like the pizza cutter thing, even if I'm David Arquette. Yeah, I just look, I don't want anything done to the face. You can use the pizza cutter on my back. You can do, you know, you can beat me up everywhere, not the face. So once that pizza cutter comes out and Nick Gage has a pizza cutter to David Arquette's forehead. Oh my gosh, that just seems so silly. Like, why are you? You got to be a little professional. I think there, it, there's. I think that would have helped out tremendously if there was a little bit more. Hey, I know that I'm doing a death match, but I'm also a wrestler. I'm also a worker. But it does feel like a lot of Nick Gage's persona is not built on. I want to be the best worker. It's based on you know. I'm just. Long, I'm catch just, the buzz. I'm a, tough, feel the sting. I'm a tough son of a bitch. Quigley. He dropped some hamburgers. He dropped some hot dogs. Some Go fish on, and catch chips. the buzz. Feel the sting. Quigley with the elixir bomb. Much appreciated, Quigley. I love it. Let it fall down on me. Go on, catch the buzz. Feel the sting. Let it fall down on me. I appreciate it so much. And then Gino in the chat, he says that Joey Ryan couldn't show up, so they had to have David Arquette. So? Was the, get the fucking pizza cutter out of there. They had dinner the night before at Musto and Frank's. We all saw the documentary. 
I don't know. I just think there was a way better way to do that, and Nick Cage really, really put himself in a put David Arquette in a really odd situation. So yeah, tomorrow night, uh, or tomorrow night on th- Thursday night on Impact. There's no dynamite tomorrow. Let's get weird. Kevin and I are gonna talk about Raw. I bet. Um, Violent by Design uh, is gonna address the Impact audience. You see, Joe Doring and Rhino now have their tag team championships. Good for them. EY is gonna be hurt for a while, so it makes sense that he's gonna be managing the tag team champions. Sammy Callahan's gonna start the show. I don't know if that means by having a match. He might have a squash match and then cut a promo. He might let us know, like, hey, I was screwed by Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Maybe he'll pull him. He'll find himself a tag team partner to fight the Good Brothers uh, in the coming weeks here, because obviously Moose is next in line for Kenny Omega. Uh, but Sammy, in a weird way, being pushed as the, as the top babyface. You know, he had like an out of nowhere babyface turn with this whole Kenny Omega thing, which I kind of like. Sammy Callahan, another guy who's growing on me. And I looked at him like, hey, if he won, I, no big, I would I would like to see him and Kenny Omega. Maybe he's the guy who takes the belt off of, o- of Omega at Slammiversary. We'll have to see what happens there. We also have a tag team match set up. TJP and Fallabaugh. TJP rescued Fallabaugh from Swingers Palace, which was actually a very funny segment. Uh, Swingers Palace is like a underground casino ran by an old wrestler, Johnny Swinger. And Falabaugh was trying to work off his gambling debt. Uh, so he was dressed in like a, he was wearing like a cocktail dress because he was a server at Swingers Palace. So TJP rescued Falabaugh. And now they have a tag team match against the Canadians, the Canadian destroyer, Petey Williams, and the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. So that's going to be a fun tag team match. Josh Alexander is the X Division champion. I think that him and Petey get the big win over TJP and Falabaugh. Because I don't really see what ne- what's next for for Alexander. Uh, I don't know what 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 he has planned for his uh his upcoming title defenses or or anything like that. Maybe this sets it up. Maybe him and TJP keep working, but uh, I don't know. I don't see why. I, I like that Fala and TJ are back together, but we'll have to see where this goes. And then we also have, as mentioned earlier, the ten divas. Oh, ten divas. Ten ten knockouts. Give to me, honor is real. Gino just sent something to me. We have the 10 Knockouts Tag Team match uh, featuring Rosemary, who I hate, Tennille Dashwood, who we all love, Havoc, who we all love. Uh, Havoc, obviously, she's like their Nia Jax, but she's a baby face. She's awesome. Um, Taylor Wilde, she's back in TNA, and they're pushing her to the top. Even by this graphic, she's on the front of the poster. They're getting her ready to fight Deanna Parrazzo. But Deanna Parrazzo's not losing that belt until after Triple Mania. They're advertising champion versus champion match. So why would we – she's not losing the belt anytime soon unless they do like a situation where she loses it and wins it back before Triple Mania. But why would you bring back Taylor Wilde? Why would you bring back Taylor Wilde uh, for something like that? Uh, and then Rachel Ellering is on this team as well. They're going to be taking on Deanna, Faya, and Flava, and then my two least favorite women on the brand, Kimberly and Susan. Susan obviously is too young. She's married to Rich Swan. She's not losing that job anytime soon. Gino just sent a video. Uh, it's Swingers Palace. Let's take a watch. Oh, 70 wins. Oh, my gosh. YouTube is the worst. Another ad. YouTube really, like, I should have done this, but one time I did have YouTube Premium, and I think they're begging me for, for me to, they want me to renew that $16 subscription. Like, they want to make money off of me every every month to watch fucking YouTube because sometimes they put ads every minute. I swear it's crazy. 
I was listening to a song the other day, and, a, and an ad came in the middle of a song. What is happening? Quigley says Ghostery is greater than YouTube Premium. I have no idea what that means. Is that a thing? Tell me what that means, Quigley. Prove to me honor is real. Let's watch Swinger's Palace. I'm not surprised. Look at that, swing man. Someone finally has good luck here. Dino, you're using the wrong wheel. When's he going to land on the coal miners club match, daddy? What is happening with Alicia Edwards? I don't know what is happening. Look, I'm generous, okay? Here. You have one. Is Ghostry like an app? Will it work on my phone as well, though? You have one. You have one. What is this? <laughs> when did you start working here, little lady? <laughs> I'm TJ. Get over here. I'm getting it. What are you doing? I'm pinging my dead off the swinger. It worked for Mamarella. <laughs> I'm a Ballarella. Follow boss wearing the dress, dressed like Alicia. Alicia Edwards, by the way. I mean, this is, I guess, this is a good use for her, right? I mean, Matt, Matt Schrecker always says, It's a, such a treat that we get to see Alicia in the ring. Like, she wrestled once since I've been watching Impact. But now they have her, you know, they have her in this, this role where she's hanging out with Johnny Swinger because she's in debt. And they got these other two random chicks that are always hanging out there, too. Follow ball had to wear the dress, too. How silly. To clear his debt. <laughs> Roll a hard eight ball, Daddy. <laughs> He's a good kid. I trained him. <laughs> good luck, Mamarella. You. 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 <gasps> Not you. Not you, Falabaugh. Did you? Yeah. So this is how they set up this tag match. It's actually a pretty good way to. <laughs> I like that Falabaugh did not know that TJ had a tag with Petey Williams, but I, I like how they they set this up because now it's like, okay, look, I got my tag partner back. We're both Filipino. Uh, we need to take on these Canadians. Went around. Sorry. Really? Was it really, really that bad? Was it really that bad? Like they had sex with each other? We just had better chemistry. What? Is all. What, what, with this Freakzilla? <gasps> For all my freaks out there. Uh, well, I think I have better chemistry with the X-Division champion, Josh Alexander. Oh, oh, oh really, fool? How yeah. old is Petey Williams? He looks so good. I'm going to a nice little tag team match, all right? I'm, I'm pretty tight with the boss. He used to be my manager at Team Canada. I'm going to go... That's true. Scott Tamore used to wear that Canadian jersey. Set that up right now. Huh? Tell me you didn't sell your gear back. No, I got my bag in the car. Got his, got his gear in the car. Then Decay shows up and kind of ruins it. But yeah, that was. Pro I, I'm getting you Swingers Palace. Another one of those things that has grown on me. All right, like it took a while, but now I'm like with it. I love it. It's Peter Williams is only 39. He looks great. Let's get another exhibition title run. He he kind of comes around like he's really old, but you know he looks good. Um, no, that wasn't Rosemary in the mask. That was Black Taru. Have I not shown everyone Black Taru? I'm pretty sure everybody knows who Black Taru is. Um, he he's from AAA. He's he's a luchador. He wears a mask. He's hideous. He kind of sucks. They book him weird. He should be winning more matches. They have him losing all the time. Like what's that about? This guy this guy should be like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm like being nice to him or something, but 
Like, it felt like they brought him in to be like The Undertaker. And now he's lost. Every time I see him, he loses. He lost to Brian Myers. He lost to Kurt Hawkins. We got to get Ghostry. I'm so excited for this new app you guys showed me. If I've learned anything from Vleeties, it's about Ghostry. Look, I type in Black Taurus and it does this. I got to put Wrestler. Look at this guy. Scary, bro. Scary individual. Yeah, so he's a wrestler. He wears a silly mask. It's fun stuff. We have a good time here on Impact Wrestling, okay? We don't take ourselves too seriously, you know? You know, someone's got to be able to have a good time here. But it's, it, it has been an amazing night, an amazing run, way past my bedtime, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you all coming in and hanging out. I didn't finish Raw yet, so we're not going to talk about Raw. Like I said, just taking a break. Season finale series, not sure. We just need some time off. Things have been crazy. Need a minute. I will be back tomorrow with Kev Be Cool for AEW's third hour. Even though, you know, no dynamite. So the whole fucking Whoa, show. Catch the buzz. Feel the sting. Fish and chips. A little fish and chips. I appreciate that, Jake Shreds, all day. Love you guys so much. Let's take this time. Let's ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset. And yeah, like I said, tomorrow. Whole fucking show. Same time as always. Don't worry about it. Nothing's happening there. Nothing's changing there. I'll be there with Kev. Be cool. Having a good time right here on Trovo.live. Go to uh, Trovo.live slash TWFS to join in on all of that goodness, all that fun. You guys have been awesome. Uh, thank you so much. T Kevin, you're running. Let's run, everybody. Let's get out of here uh, <laughs> quickly. Yes, yeah, Cena did come up. That was like in the first hour. So let's everyone have a good night. Love you guys so much. And uh, let's ride off. Let's ride off into that glorious, 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 glorious sunset. And uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, everybody. Have a good and safe Wednesday. And I will, uh, dude, I'll fucking see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow night.
Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals 1389 per month per 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222.